Well, here we are. Should we should we try to let's just try this. Whew. All right, everybody. So we don't know what this is going to be called. We don't know what it is. But uh, I've had absolutely nobody tell me that they really think that I should record something I say. But I thought I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> uh, so and me and Kendo here figured we have some real good conversations, and uh, <clears throat> so we're gonna we're gonna talk. I, the problem is I get like I think. I'm gonna, I might freeze up, get a little yeah. nervous. Yeah, don't 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 be nervous. It's nervous. just me and you. We just happen to have yeah, like, and millions of <laughs> listeners. <laughs> uh, or like two. It really, probably gonna be two listeners on this. Most likely, my wife and your wife, and only to check and make sure that we're appropriate. Yeah, which yeah. is gonna be tough. She already told me I can't can't swear or say. Bad words, which I never do anyway. Yeah, well, I never have. I never have done that, but, <clears throat> you know, it's a good thing. We're down here in Kendon's basement, and uh, we uh, we went out Palisades today, and we just happened to mention, like, what's the topic going to be? We've been thinking about that, and then we decided, actually, we haven't been thinking about it at all. Like, Well, I, like I said, I don't think it's like church where you have a topic you have to speak on. <laughs> it's not like, like you've been called and... Wayne, you got to speak on, on, I don't even, uh, yeah, it's not like that. Speak on my favorite conference talk. Yeah, go ahead. Let's hear it. What is your favorite conference talk? What conference talk did you listen to today? Oh, man. Uh, I listened to all of them. Um, hmm. My favorite. They're just so so hard. Did you you really listen to conference today? Yeah, I listened to conference. Uh, Let's see. I liked. Uh, I, I'm I'm horrible with names here, but uh, I liked the one where he he uh, talked about uh, basically being a peaceful. How do you say it? like a a, a peaceful um, protester? Yeah, kind of. But basically, like uh, uh, like those cr- Black Lives Matter folks. Well, jeez, <laughs> I tell you what, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, it was more like uh, like how how to be a, a Christ like person. You know that that was a good one. That is. That, that, I wish I knew names. That pretty much like generalizes <laughs> every conference talk that's ever been given. <laughs> and they're all my favorites. So that's what, that's what, that's what I'm going to go with. That's what I'm going to. Well, go good with. on you. How about man. you? Did good you, on you. you. No, I to? didn't listen to conference today. I. Uh, <sighs> interesting. I. Uh, I don't know. I, I was working for a lot of the day. Oh yeah, you had to work today. But, yep, I did. Gotcha. I did. Well, let's uh, let's two just real quick before we get too crazy. Uh, introduce ourselves because maybe there, like there's a possibility that somebody might listen to this and not know who we are. So, Kendon, why don't you give me the rundown oh. who you are? Well, I'm Kendon. <laughs> um. 202 uh, how, pounds of just grit. 202 plus about 40. <laughs> I used to be little. <laughs> I did. He really did. What well, you'd be like 25 and you, you used to look like you used 12. Well, let, let, let's go back here, okay? We'll, we'll give him a brief history. So Spin it back some. So Crane and I, I call him Crane. That's what he's known known by throughout. I mean, all, all of his friends. We know oh, yeah. we know him as Crane. We don't call him Brady. No, it's Crane. Crane and I we grew up together. 
I don't know if we went to preschool. We probably did go to preschool together. Yeah, but that's a long time I, ago. I, did you move down from? Did you, yeah, uh, I did move down, but we, you weren't born in Gunnison then. You no, were, I wasn't. I was born in uh, Salt Lake. Okay, that's my phone. You know, just can't get anybody to put their devices down around <sighs> here. Anyway, so so yeah, since we were little kids, went to school together, went through elementary. High school, um, Crane actually introduced me to my wife, yeah. who his wife and my wife are cousins, and that's a that could be a whole podcast episode right Ugh. there. How that all shook down and went down. Yeah, heck yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, we both went to Gunnison High School, Gunnison Valley. Um, I don't know what what more to say. Yeah. Just been rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> well, let's see. Kendon's, uh, what, what's, like, what's your hobbies? What do you like to do? Oh. Tell them. Man, I, uh, I like to hunt, obviously. Um, but it seems as you get older, the kids' interest kind of overtake a lot, or, you know, a lot of that. So there's <laughs> been a lot less of what I care to do but it's been dialed down a hair it's good it's fun it's been fun to include them yeah. they're just getting to the age where they can finally kind of go yeah but yeah honey and i i sell tractors for a living now um what kind kubota kubota the best <laughs> only the best the big orange ones work for a man named cameron hermitson at hermitson's equipment here herm in dog herm dog herm was talking about herm today and and Thinking that, you know, as things progress around here, maybe having him swing by for a chat. He's he's full. He's got a, a deep well of useless information, especially when it comes to history. <laughs> Did you say useless yeah, information? <laughs> I find I okay, I find him fascinating. I like what he says. He's got a lot I mean, he's he retains a lot, but smart but, guy. But when it comes right down to it, I mean there's it's history. So you gotta kinda like that and but but I, I thought it'd also be good to have him gone. He, he recently, in the last few years, was diagnosed with Parkinson's, and so kind of to get his whole his whole story and how he's doing with that. It's kind of interesting, the kind of the conclusions he's drawn from that whole experience. But yeah, he's definitely got a a unique story that would be fun to tell. Oh yeah, which is kind of what we want to do here. We kind of want to. You know, not only just me and Kenan talking about some of the things that are going on in the world and some of the things that just go on day to day and hunting and we could we could talk on shed hunters and, and these other goonies out there all day long. Uh, but we, it'd be, we hate them because we ain't them. We hate them because we ain't them. Amen, brother. And, uh, you know, we could also, but, but, but what we're thinking is having some of these guys on that have some cool old stories, you know, about big bucks, big bears. You know, we've we've got some interesting ideas, oh, yeah. and just have people in here that we think are interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's a lot of interesting folks just in our local community here. Yeah, that it, it'd be fun to have on. We was talking about Al Malone. He's the guy who found the world record black bear. Just, I mean, as a crow flies, it's probably six eight miles from here, yeah. maybe where it was found, where it was picked up. And that school ended up where, like Cabela's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in it's in Cabela's there in Lehigh right now. But 
Having him on, I, I I talked to him once in the store there. He came into the tractor store and and chatted for a little bit and told the story. I thought, man, this is a lot of people would probably like to hear how that all came about. Yeah, I would. He, he's a stud. He's he's just a good old boy. I mean, has that old cowboy hat. <laughs> looks like Gus McRae, you know. And just, yeah. yeah, he's a he's a cool guy. Might be hard to get one of these uh, headsets on him. Oh yeah, with we that could. cowboy hat. But maybe we'll talk him into yeah. slipping it off for a second. Oh yeah, he could do sure. that. I, I think that'd be fun. I think stuff like that would be cool. I, we were just thinking about all the history and different things around the area. Like, I got to thinking when we when we kind of – we had discussed this because it would just be fun. Like, we talk a lot, and it's interesting, and why not, you know? Oh, yeah. If you could record, like, just a fraction of the stupid stuff that gets brought up, <laughs> you know, in our conversations. and Yeah. Maybe it's good a lot of it hasn't been recorded, but, you know, now that we know the record button's on, maybe we could – we keep things PG. You know, you almost got to forget that it's there because I feel like we're kind of, we water stuff. We're probably going to water it down a little bit here. And yeah, maybe so. And, 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 the, and the watered down stuff doesn't sell. No, we got we got to get real, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we got to get real. Oh, geez. Okay, so Kendon's been around for a while. I grew up with Kendon, same thing. Uh, oh, geez, Kendon's been around forever. <clears throat> We've been in the same group of friends, like he said, since high school. Hunted together. I mean, honestly, if I ever killed an animal, like I either hoped Kenan was around or I called him because that man could gut all my animals like the best of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I don't know what the statute of limitations is, but there's a lot of stories that we could we could tell if we weren't <laughs> so, so, self self incriminating yeah. ourselves. Well, well, you know that. <laughs> let's just say we've had some adventures. You know, we've had some adventures. And honestly, uh, I didn't, that, let's see, I, I shot a cow elk with my bow one time. Uh, it was the first cow elk I'd shot, and I was by myself. And it was just up here, uh, killed it, got to it, and I realized, man, I, I have no idea how to gut an animal. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm up there on the mountain trying to get service to call somebody like, number one, it's a female. Like, uh, I don't know how to cut around this deal, you know. Number two, like, they're heavy, they're big, like, I'm tired, you know, I'm kind of a lazy guy, Kendon's usually the one, oh, let me get in there, you know, just rah, 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 gets it done, uh, finally got a hold of some guys to help me, and they showed up, and they looked at me like, did you gut this, and I was like, yeah, like I did, and they're like, what in the world would you do that for, like, let's quarter this bad boy up, <laughs> cut around and quarter it out, and take the, and I was like, wow, okay, I've got some learning to do. I always had Kendon come do my yeah, gut. I think I think you're you're smarter than you think. I think you you play it up a lot, and then <laughs> you get an idiot like me to show up and just do all the dirty work. No way. I just don't know how to do it, and Kendon knows he's got to save me. That's the best way. I'm catching on to your scheme here. <laughs> so, anyways, we uh, grew, grew up with him. Uh, oh, geez, went to college together, roomed together. I mean, we had good times. Uh, I married. To a gal here from me, from Brady. We both have the same name, Brady and Brady, which is why lots of people still call me Crane because it's just easier to call me Crane and call her Brady. Uh, some people call me other things that aren't Brady or Crane, but usually aren't, you know, PG-related. Well, yeah. <laughs> they don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, let's see. What else we got? I got what four kids, two boys, two girls. 
Yeah, we've kind of timed our kids pretty close to each other. I don't know how that all has worked out, but well, it wasn't our doing. Like I've always practiced the way I'm supposed to, and whether a kid happens or not, I've been <laughs> I do my part, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's worked out good though because, I mean, for your wife and my wife can kind of watch each other's kids, and they're they're growing up, yeah. you know, same ages. It's been fun. Yeah, and I mean, really, like. My wife, your wife are pretty much best friends. So yeah. cousins, obviously, but like sisters. So, I mean, it's been one of those things where it's nice. Like, you know, Hudson and Cody are the, pretty much the same age. And you got Harper and Briggs. And anyways, just going down the line, everybody's pretty much the yep. same age. So they kind of have similarities or things to play with. It's It's interesting. It's been interesting. For sure. So, anyways, past that, uh, I like to hunt. I used to like to fish, and then I had kids, and now I guess I just like to bait hooks. I'll tell you what. People need to know this about you. Is Crane's the type of guy, if you know him, he gets in. He's been in and, and involved in a thousands, <laughs> thousand different things. <laughs> and he'll, he'll you go all in, yeah. and you get all, I mean, just like his podcast, you, you, you buy all the stuff. Yeah, whether it be podcast stuff or leatherworking stuff or duck calls or knife making or the latest <laughs> has been his lawn. Oh yeah, but but he'll buy it and he'll get so you get so deep in it and then then it's in and out. Yeah, you know he's got drones. That, I mean he's got the some of the coolest. I mean you go to his, your house, you've got everything. In fact, <laughs> quick story. This is kind of a funny story. I I met a guy. Dennis Ecker is his name. He's from Hanksville, an old cowboy. Awesome guy. He invited us down, me and Cameron, one time to go pan for gold down there by Hanksville. And I was like, oh, sweet. That'd be, that'd be fun. Let's go pan for some gold. And so I was getting ready to go. I, was, I think I was in the – was just about ready to go. And you stopped by or I, I, I talked to you on the phone or something. And, and he says, what are you doing this week? I said, I'm going down – to Hanksville. Oh, what are you doing down there? Oh, I met this old cowboy guy. He's going to take his panning for gold. Oh, you, you're going panning for gold? I got a gold pan. <laughs> what the, what the heck do you have a gold pan for? Like, what, why on earth would you ever bought a gold pan? Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, well, I got to thinking I was watching them shows. You want to borrow my gold pan? You can take my gold pan. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if I got it, you can have it. Just bring it on back when you're done. <laughs> I I uh, I was watching them gold fever shows, and I thought, you know, I've been in a few places when I'm hunting. There could be some gold in there. <laughs> have you ever used it? <laughs> nope. It's, it's, it's still in the Cabela's bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, honestly though, it's funny. You go to your house. I mean, anything you can you can ever dream of. I mean, Crane, he has it. It's true. I've I've found a way to uh, somehow accumulate a little, well, a lot of bit of everything, really. Like, if I decide I want to do it, I'm going to do it, and I do it all the way. That's oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. But about when I get all the way, something else catches my eye over here, and I'm, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> squirrel, let's do that now. That's, that's the truth. I, I, I tell you, I'm impressed, though. This whole podcast, I mean, I mean, I don't, I didn't know it took – what it takes to set this up, but this, like you've done well, Crane, smart yeah. guy. Like to figure all this out, you're, we got her. 
You're a pretty smart feller. Well, there's Google, you know. Google, <laughs> yeah. You can pretty much Google anything nowadays. You just got to Google it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been good. It's been good. Cool. So, anyways, like to hunt, like to fish. I kind of like to fish. I guess I'm not a big fisherman. But I just don't have the patience. Yeah. There's no good fish. I mean, really, I mean, yeah. unless you like to catch trout, I mean, what are you going to fish for? Yeah. Well, well, and I've always liked to, I've always liked to, you know, this is one thing that kind of just stinks about living up here in Ephraim is it's, it's kind of hard, like back where, you know, so I, I grew up in Fayette, good old Fayette, like I'm a Fayette boy, uh, all the way through. And, uh, you know, I was raised up pretty much on a farm, working on a farm most of my life, you know, yeah. I worked for the Doriuses for a long time, um, and you know, worked for worked for the Bounds, Casey Bound, Bob Bound, them down there, and uh, hauling manure or whatever. But I was always busy on a tractor, or just doing something stupid. You know, hop on your bicycle, go run down to the wash, and try to hit that middle jump. Just crash your nads so hard in the <laughs> middle rail of that bicycle. You know, you slip a pedal on those bad boys, and it's a it's amazing. I got four kids. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> But, I mean, that's kind of, it kind of stinks because you just, that's hard to find anymore, you know. Like, I, I really enjoyed growing up in places where you can make stupid decisions and it was okay. It wasn't right, a bad, right. I mean, it, yeah, what's that quote or thing I've been hearing, you know, somebody said basically, uh, you got to let your, you got to let your kids do, um, you know, scary things safely or something, you know. You yeah. got to let them try some things. You got to let them right. be stupid. And uh, learn a little bit from their own mistakes. Yeah, I've never learned a thing from somebody telling me. I don't think like I'm I'm that guy. Like that stove's hot. Well, what does that mean? We'll see how that rings red. <laughs> yeah, well that's hot. Well, I don't believe you. I'm gonna touch it. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I touch it, and boy, that's hot. You know, right. So yeah. I've just always been that guy that's got to do something stupid to figure it out. Well, you turned out all right. Well, you know. Uh, some people right. say different, but I, I feel like I'm okay. No, it's pretty, we're pretty dang lucky to live where we live. You know, we, we both live here in Ephraim now. Yeah. Um, we moved to the, the big city of San Pete County here in Ephraim. Yeah. We'd talk about that for sure. But, you Developments know, everywhere. It's crazy. Things are, I mean, it's going crazy. Yeah. It's like, it's like the people on the Wasatch Front have discovered San Pete County and, Honestly, it's like it's, it's like the new Heber. Yeah. Well, what happens is everybody from California comes. They sell their one bedroom, one bath for two million. Go up, up Salt Lake, buy, you know, six bedroom, five baths for you know a million, and then the dude makes a million, comes down here and buys a mansion for what he got his house for up there. Right. It's kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my kids. I don't know what they're going to end up doing. You know what? What I mean? How do they? They just get priced out of it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, well, none of them are going to be living in my basement. I'll tell you that right now. They, they, they can put a tent up in the backyard if they want. Like, they ain't living in my house. Well, at least that's what I'd say. I think my wife would probably just keep them all forever, but I don't think I could do that. Yeah, but it's sad. I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, how does a how does a um, a first-time homeowner – I mean, you want to live down here? I mean, right in my neighborhood where I live, there's – Two houses that just sold maybe within the last month that are 1,500 square foot on the main level and then the finished basement, and now they're selling for 
four hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Good. How, how how do you how does a a first time homeowner afford that? You can't. You can't. And that's I, like, do they go down? Do prices go down, or does wages go up? Something's got to something's got to correct itself eventually, I guess. But yeah, I got a little hunch, and I'm not sure I'm right because I'm not a realtor person. But I feel like more people are. Um, investing in homes like it's becoming more of a business to buy a house so what you got is you've got these uh, corporations or companies that are buying up quite a few homes um, using formulas right to basically say okay I can buy this house at this interest rate uh, at this price in this market and if I rent it out to somebody at this price here's my margins right like it's a it's it's math however What's going to happen, and it's inevitable right now with the with how inflation is, is that your mortgage rates are going to increase. Like the Federal you know, Reserve or whatever it is, they're going to bump the rate up. The mortgage rates are going to come up. When the mortgage rates comes up, their formula is now off. Mm-hmm. What they had to charge $1,000 for, now they got to charge this, you know, or they got to charge this. And pretty soon you're going to see a lot of these big places kind of, I think they, they might try to offload some of these houses. Which could possibly <clears throat> give us some of our uh, our inventory back, if you will, because yeah. a lot of these homes are, are bought second houses that people aren't even living in. Oh yeah, they just got enough money to bought a second house. Oh yeah, you know, and uh, you've got like Zillow, for example. Example, well, they're a pretty good example if you look at them because they can go out and buy, say, four homes in this market. Let's say two hundred thousand dollar homes. They buy three of them for. 250000 and you're like, whoa, they, they overpaid, right? And then they come in, and they buy the next three houses uh, that are, say, $250,000 homes, but they pay like four hundred and fifty. Well, any appraisal guy that's going around is going to look and say, well, when they're basically appraising these homes, they're going to go, whoa, 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 like uh, houses, th- this, what used to be a $300,000 house, whether it's a square footage or a bedroom, bathrooms, this similar home just sold for $450,000, even though it's really probably only valued at $300,000 because Zillow went out and bought three or four of them at $450,000. They automatically increased their assets by $150,000 each. They were $300,000 homes. You know, they bought them at this price. They raised all their $200,000 homes all the way up to $350,000, $400,000 homes. Oh, man. So, so they, yeah, they overpaid on three homes, but on the previous five homes, they all of a sudden increased their asset, each one of them by $100,000, say, each. That's $500,000. So they made $200,000. Makes sense. I mean, I see. I, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. For me, I mean. I don't know. It's fascinating. I like I say I I sell tractors for a living, and and I you would not believe in the last year. I mean, we've sold quite a few tractors to people that are like you say they're they're buying their second home. You know they they come down here and they have now an acre, maybe three acres, and they want to play farmer, and so they buy themselves a tractor and 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 I always ask them. I said what 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 do you do for a living? Like, what do you, what do you do that? I mean, a lot of these people aren't old. You know? Yeah. And they tell me, Oh, since COVID, you know, I can work remotely from home. And as long as I'm yeah. 200 miles from the office there in Salt Lake or whatever, I can live wherever. And so make my one meeting a week or whatever. Yeah, so they, 
basically put a dot on the map in Salt Lake and make a radius 200 miles, and they try to get as far away as they can. And mm. and I don't blame them. I mean, I, I I do the same thing, but yeah, it's a weird world, weird times. Yeah, it's kind of strange because uh, there for a long time it was like this sort of sort of like an understanding, like you live in these places and you accept a lower wage. You know, like right. if if you want to live in Ephraim, then then you know that the work possibilities are not that great. So I'm going to sacrifice money for way of way of life, quality of life, quality yeah. of life. Right. Like I, I want my kids to be raised this way. Therefore, I live here. Right. And, and because I live here, I don't make a Salt Lake or a St. George wage. Right. However, that's kind of gone out of the window. You know, now it's like these guys that are making Salt Lake wages are living in Ephraim, you know, and man, they look like kings compared yeah. to me. Oh no, you're I'm still a, the, you're still the king of Ephraim. Don't I mean? Listen, I know. Like, <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. What I do is I really like to make sure my lawn is almost so green it's blue, so people think like God, that guy. It's the time of year. He's what, got something what, going. What, what's your What's your Instagram handle? Brady, My, uh, Brady Crane. Just, yeah, I think so. I think it's Brady Crane ten or something like. Oh man, if you if you're on Instagram, this is the time of year you want to start following this guy. You betcha. You He's, betcha. He, he keeps you updated on on his lawn and <laughs> and it's amazing. Like it like he put in the work, man, and, and, and his lawn's cool. It's it. Tis the season. It is, man. I'm excited. Like I love my lawn, and uh, like uh, we just so. So we're just getting into the time of year when I like to take a soil sample before I throw down all my fertilizer. <laughs> I took the old prong oh out, gosh. and, uh, you know, about every, you know, six feet or so, I'll poke a six-inch hole in the ground. I've got a little sampler, and I pull it out, and I put it in a bucket, bucket and then I'll mix it up, and then I usually send off my uh, the dirt to a, a lab. Are R- you kidding R- me? No, I send it off to, I think it's RX Soils. I'll have to double-check. But I send it off to mail it off to them, and they mail mail me back the results. Well, they don't. They mail me back a hard copy, but you can also get online and just you send look your, it up. Your soil sample <laughs> results to a lab to be analyzed. Yep. So I basically I take the dirt and they, my work. They'll thing. send me a little Ziploc baggie and everything, and, and basically I I <laughs> stir it up and get it how I want it, and I put you know the recommended scoops in this bag and seal it up and fill out the information, send it off, and then I can log in to their website, and I can get the results faster. So once they get them, they'll put them online, but they also send me So like they basically content. just tell you what, 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 what's all in your soil and what you need to yeah. add. And Yeah, tell me basically. So, you know, you're going to go to IFA, and you're going to buy like a step one, step two, step three, step four, right? Most people sure. will. However, like a lot of people have plenty of one thing. Like like if you got plenty of uh, uh, nitrogen in your soil, why are you throwing more nitrogen down? You know, like you're just because IFA told me to. Yeah, step one because it was step one, and it (laughs) said spring. (laughs) That's exactly right. Uh, But see, I I, that like if you really want your grass to do well, you take a soil sample before you throw down your step one, and then that will tell you like you're deficient in these areas. You know, and it may be magnesium on the low side. You know, some of these miners. Or it could be potassium. It could be, you know, lots of different things. And then once you get that uh, information, then you can target uh, those those specific places in your soil that you need sure. to fix. But so, I like to do I like to do the granular. I like to do the liquids. Like, like I love a good iron. I love a good iron. 
Like, if you throw down some iron on your lawn, it is like, mm, mm, mm. My word, crane. It greens it up so pretty. And we should also talk about the length of the grass. Yeah, you should talk about the length of the grass. We like my grass. <laughs> I like my grass short, you know. <laughs> I, I, I feel well, you, what, uh, wait a second, because uh, you, you your grass is short, but yeah. years ago it wasn't. No. Uh, you, yep. used, you used to give me crap because my lawn was short. Yep. And you'd always, oh, <laughs> you know, you leave your grass long, you know, <sighs> you, you're, uh, yeah. we live in a desert, Kendon. And, I'm getting some and, on this one, yeah. And you're, water is, is valuable. And if you keep your grass short, you waste a lot of water. So what? what? Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I deserve this. I deserve this. Uh, and he's right. Uh, to some degree, um, Don't worry, we can edit this probably if, if you say something, <laughs> misspeak, and you want to edit. I was just thinking, uh, it used to be, I always thought, as long as your blade was up top, that's about what your root was going to be down low. And uh, the blade up top holds moisture as well as your root down low. So, you know, the, the thought being drought resistant, if you have a little bit longer blade, it's holding the moisture in a little bit better. It's doing the photosynthesis, right? It's getting the sun. And usually it, it you would think it takes less, right? Uh, and so I thought, well, if you got a three-quarter inch blade, you know, lawn blade, right, uh, then you're only going to have a three-quarter inch root, which means when it gets hot, it's not going to be as far down in there to be able to get that deep water. Because, you know, a, a half an inch of your soil dries up pretty easy, but, you know, two, three inches down, it can it can stay soaked pretty good in a hot, hot weather. Mm-hmm. So if you give it a good soaking, you could do that once every three days, and your roots are deep enough that they're going to get that water. However, <clears throat> like if you have the right soil... And you're giving your, um, you're giving your lawn the right food, which is you know your potassiums and your your nitrogen, and and you're you're really promoting root growth at the right times of the year. Like I've got some I've I when I when I just had a last year I had a sprinkler go bad, so I kind of had to dig out around it, you know, to fix a sprinkler, and and I had some of those roots that were I kid you not like almost a foot deep. Really? Yeah. Like, and, and your growth on top was, and I cut three quarters of an inch. Like I'm point, and, and I go point seven zero. Like I have a, I have a little gauge. Uh, I cut with a real mower, R E E L, real mower, which is pretty much what they use on the greens, like a putting green. Yeah. So, uh, you can't quite cut. I can't quite cut. You know, putting green, which is usually closer to like quarter of an inch. You know. How uh, do real mowers work on dog crap? Well, I tell you what they do. They flick them right. They just flick it around. I bet you my Cub Cadet. I mean, it, it does. <laughs> it does pretty good to take that and broadcast it. You know. Well, the thing is, uh, they don't do. They don't really do anything because uh, it has a real. It has a like a cylinder on the front and a cylinder on the back, kind of like what you'd see on the street if they were trying to smash down the asphalt. Oh yeah. And and so when you hit a dog turd. You're just smashing it out like a pancake, and so you don't really get to cut it out. It either rolls on there like a Pillsbury Doughboy, you know, like yep. you're making cookies, or it just slides right underneath it. So you don't have to worry about dogs now. I, you got you got a new dog, but your other two dogs. Yeah. Well, I, I had two dogs, two dogs dead, but uh, now I got a new dog, which I really wasn't planning on, but I can't go without hunting dogs. Once again, this dog, this dog thing is just another example of. 
<laughs> crane diving in, <sighs> diving in deep head first. And that, that's the thing that that's what I was going to say too, on the lawn. Like, uh, I, I was big into the long one, you know, long, long. And, and I'm telling you, like when you got a long lawn, you could lay down some stripes like nobody's business. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you want to be top dog, if you want to own the street, you throw yourself, like I have a little weighted reel that goes on the back of my lawnmower. Like it's a little <laughs> weighted deal and, and basically drags right behind it. And it lays the blades over, and I am talking some stripes like on the baseball field. Beautiful. So I seen when you first started getting heavy into lawn, I seen your stripes. Yeah. And and I I, I YouTube some stuff, and I, you have yeah your your reel and stuff. You can buy these really nice reels that you can basically kind of bolt onto your your mower, right? And then yeah. Lays the grass like you're saying. Well, I seen this other video of this homemade one this guy made. It was like a like a one inch diameter like galvanized pipe, and he put sand in it, yeah. and then he zip tied it to that little plastic flap that it's right you know yep. on, just like a guard. Yep. And so I made one of those. I thought, I thought, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some stripes on my my grass and compete with you. And and <laughs> I got to mowing, and you can't back up. Turns out when you have one of those <laughs> no. on, no, you. Can't. I tried I tried to back up. Well, I wasn't even thinking about it. I just went to, got to the a corner and I kind of backed up and that pipe rolled underneath because it was heavy enough that it rolled that flap underneath and hit the blade and and shot out. I don't know, busted busted the crap out of my mower. I mean, busted my my wheel on the front off. I mean, it oh my it was probably I don't know seventy five hundred bucks worth of parts I had to, had to fix. So I I cut that thing off, took the zip ties, cut them things off to get that pipe, chucked it and. And you know what? Stripes aren't stripes aren't worth it. He says I don't want stripes anymore. Oh, oh yeah. Sometimes, uh, sometimes the DIY solution isn't always no. the best. No, they're gonna put stuff on YouTube. The guy should have at least warned you. Like this could happen. Don't don't back up. Oh my gosh! Don't do it. No, uh. I mean stripes. Stripes are cool. If you're gonna do it, get the yeah no I get the right stuff and the, the so the mower that I have now cuts like a cylinder it's a it's a real mower and it cuts more like a scissor cuts and it's a lot more technical too but it's heavy and that's how I get my stripes I get the the front has a roller and the back has a roller and it's it's heavy it's a John Deere and it it that's how you get the better stripes that way but it cuts really I mean really fine and what happens is. <laughs> This, we probably should just have a full episode on lawns. Maybe we'll leave this alone. But uh, basically, what happens is when you when you cut short, just know if you decide to ever go short, you will see every imperfection in your lawn, and it just makes you more of an insane man at that point. Because when you have long lawn, it will lay over, and you can have gaps in your yard, and you don't even notice because your 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 lawn's long enough that it covers it. Right. But when you cut it short. It has to fill in like a carpet, you know. And it looks good though. So Your we're lawn getting looks there. Looks good, Crane. The backyard's a whole other story. Just don't drive past my house. <laughs> you, you can drive in front of my yard. Just don't look in the back. It's not that great. You could break an ankle back there. But well, that's I'm not. A, that's what backyards are for. 